Hello and welcome to TikTok. This is a podcast where we educate other people about neurodiversity and tics, and we talk about our experiences, and sometimes we do interviews. So, welcome to the podcast. My name is Nora. I'm 14 years old. I'm neurodiverse, and I have a tic disorder. And um, my co-host is my mom. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, also, my pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Nora's mom. Zara, I'm going to be your sometimes co-host on TikTok, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Hey, Nora. Hello. I'm just curious who this podcast is for. Okay, so I made this podcast with the intention, well, this specific episode, for the intention of people who know very little to none about ticks or people who are looking to educate themselves um because when um when i first got my ticks i was um i mean i i had to tell my friends and um certain people around me um because i felt like i needed to tell them what was going on and a lot of these people didn't know what ticks were um some people I mean, a lot of people don't know how to react. Um, some people jump to ticks the bug. Some people go, oh, so like Tourette's. And and in general, um, ticks is not um, a very um, commonly talked about subject. And um, most people don't really know what ticks are. So I wanted... Um, to create awareness and for people to listen to these so that um, they could better support people with ticks in their life or they can just learn more. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to hearing more. So what's the theme of today's podcast? Okay, so today's theme is going to be the very basic, what are ticks? And we're going to be talking about um, what ticks are, different types of ticks, comorbidities of ticks, um, Tourette's topics such as those. Ooh, sounds really interesting. So you want to get started? Yes. Um, Nora, what are ticks? And maybe you could help define that by talking about the two big categories of ticks. Okay. So ticks are sudden twitches, movements, or sounds that are done involuntarily and repeatedly. So, there are two basic categories of tics. There's vocal tics and motor tics. So, vocal tics are tics that are sounds that you make with your mouth. For example, a vocal tic can be a throat clearing, can be, claw, can be a cough, can be um, like woo noises like I make, or they can be words, phrases, or even sentences. There can also be vocal tics where people repeat something that they've heard or said. Um, and the reason that I said it's a noise that you, um, a tick that's a noise that you make with your mouth is because, for example, um, if you're clap, if you have a clapping tick, that's a tick that makes noise, but it doesn't have to do with your mouth making noise. Okay. <laughs> that was that was an interesting explanation so, like, for that a, one. A snap or a clap 
is noise or sound, but it's not coming from the mouth, therefore yeah. it's not vocal. Just because it's a noise doesn't mean it's vocal. There can be physical tics that cause um, that cause noise. So what are physical tics? So physical tics, or sorry, not physical, motor tics. Motor tics are physical tics, though. Um, I often mix them up and call them physical tics because um, they're... They're um, a um, they're a tick that's a movement that's done with your body. Um, they can be simple ticks such as um, clapping, clenching your fists, or they can also be um, ticks that are complicated, such as not complicated, but there can be complicated ones. There can be ticks that physical ticks that involve your whole body, or there can be physical ticks that just involve a certain part of your body. Such as, there can be a physical tick that just has to do with your fingers, maybe closing your hands into fists. Or there can even be a tick that causes your knees to lock and for you to fall over. Or there can be ticks that have to do with multiple body parts, such as both of your hands, like clapping or um, slapping them together. Things like that. Can I ask you... um... I know that you identified one of your your noises, your woos, as a, there it is, a verbal tick. What about physical ticks or motor ticks? Do you have any of those? Yes, I do. So I have a lot of vocal ticks, but I also have a lot of um, motor ticks. Um, some of the motor ticks that I have is um, tilting my head back and shaking my head. Sometimes it's like clenching my stomach, and sometimes it's like clenching my back um um sometimes um i'm not sure why i'm saying sometimes these are just ticks um some of the another tick i have is like moving my shoulder upwards and bringing my head to it so a lot of my motor ticks actually have to do with my neck moving um um i used to um when i first had my ticks um most of my um motor ticks had to do with my arms moving upwards um yeah, so um, I have more um, vocal tics than motor tics, though, and my um, um, and my um, vocal tics. I'm I'm actually not sure which occurs more because my stomach tensing tic occurs a lot, um, but I know that my vocal tics also occur a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting, and. Um, I'm just curious, I don't want us to get off topic, but when you tick and maybe um, it's in front of people who are not familiar with you or your tics, what kind of reaction would you like them to have? What, what do you think would be um, a kind and appropriate way for people to interact with your tics? Um, just ignore it. Um, don't stare at me um, or make any comments. Um, I've had people ask if I was okay, like, multiple times. Like, I was I was on a class Zoom, and then I ticked, and somebody put in public chat um, asking if I'm okay. And I'm like, yeah, um, but yeah, um, I mean, I don't blame them because, like, if somebody made sort of, like, like, that, like, like, they don't know what's going on, but ideally, like, my goal is for people to know what's going on and sort of, um just let people go about their lives you know 
Yeah. Can, can I ask one more thing? I don't want to get you too far off no, topic. It's, no, it's okay. I mean, this is a podcast. <laughs> but I've, I've always been curious. Like, I've seen people who have, like, fidgets or mm. nervous habits. Like, I, I just know, like, kids or even adults who kind of kick their foot or swing their foot, like, when they're at a desk. Um, I'm just wondering, at what point does it become a tick, and at what point is it a nervous habit or compulsive habit? Is there a difference between any of those? Okay, so, yeah. Oh, that that's actually a really good question, because what it ultimately comes down to is if you can physically control it, like, like, things like nervous habits, like, swinging your foot, like, they can happen and you're not realizing it, but ultimately you have control over it. Whereas ticks, you can either feel the urge to tick, um, or it just happens. And, um, usually with compulsive behaviors, um, that, that's a bit tricky, but, um, compulsive behaviors are usually such usually like an ex- follow the template of I have to do this or else this happens um whereas ticks are usually something that just happens and you're aware of it happening but I don't know it's your body moving or your mouth making sounds or saying words um or you feel the urge to do something so you have to move that certain part but it's also semi-involuntarily hmm. okay that really helps me thank you yeah, I also want to talk about sort of two subcategories of each tick because there are complex ticks and um, simple ticks, such as complex motor ticks and simple motor ticks. For example, some simple motor ticks would be um, like, like I mentioned previously, like clenching your, um, your hand into a fist. Like these simple motor ticks are sudden and brief that um, only involve a limited number of muscle groups, whereas complex motor tics um, can be combinations of two, um, two um, motor tics, but they always occur at the same time, so they count as one tic, such as scrunching up your face um, while jumping up and down. Um, and a lot of the time, these um, motor tics, even whether they are um, 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 simple or complex, I've noticed that a lot of my tics look like they're purposeful, um, which at the same time can be good and bad because I don't want people accusing me of faking my tics. But then at the same time, it can just look like I'm stretching my neck and people won't pay much mind to it. Um, also with vocal Simple vocal tics may just be short noises like my woo tic, and um, complex tics might be saying um, a string of words, um, repeating somebody's words as a tic, or saying a phrase. Oh, I I remember when you had the potato um, tic when you said you're a potato. Oh yeah, you're a fruit. Oh yeah, fill in the blank. Oh yeah, that <laughs> that is a good example of a complex vocal tick because I don't have it anymore but um it it was a while ago but um I had a verbal tick where I would say you're a usually it would be a potato but sometimes it would switch out for a fruit or vegetable yeah it was it was quite um creative I 
<laughs> One thing that I've noticed, at least in my experience with um complex vocal tics, is um I'll start ticking the long sentence, and then as soon as it gets to some point in the sentence, I'll lose the tick. Like it'll sort of stop. <laughs> um, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, <laughs> back to the topic. Do you have any questions about the simple or complex ticks? I'm. I'm just wondering um, why this would be helpful to know. For, is it? Is it more helpful, like from a diagnostic standpoint, like um, someone who's trying to figure out, like, hey, this kid's moving their body and and making these sounds, what's going on, or, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not quite sure if they're useful in a diagnostic standpoint, because I haven't researched that. However, I think that they are good in a sense, because it, they're good to categorize things. Um, for example, if you um, are trying to write down your experience, or if you are um, um, taking note of the tics that are occurring, um, so you can bring them up to the medical professional, for example, like charting them. Um, or it can just be something that um, you're aware of and that you're like, oh, I've been having a lot of simple motor tics lately or a lot of complex um, vocal tics lately. Yeah, and is that helpful too um, in the sense of when you're, you're working with a, a therapist um, on managing the tics and there are some that that might, you know, be painful, that might cause physical pain. And so you could kind of know how, like, two different things are happening, right? Like your shoulder and your neck are coming together, and that's hurting your neck, right? Yeah. I mean, yes, definitely. Knowing what's um, going on with um, your tics can definitely be helpful when you are looking to um, learn how to manage them or, like, get help, getting help. Um, so. All right. So we talked about the two categories of ticks. I see on our agenda that we're talking about um, comorbidities, which, hmm, could you define that a little bit? Yes. So comorbidities is the presence of one or more additional con conditions often occurring with a primary condition. So, ticks are one of the things that I see that has a lot of comorbidities, and um, I thought that this would be helpful to bring up because usually people who have these disorders, specifically um, OCD, I've noticed um, that when doing research, usually a lot of people with OCD also have ticks. Um, um, but yeah, okay, so I'm going to read off some of the comorbidities with ticks. ADHD, anxiety, OCD, learning disabilities, depression, sensory processing disorder, sleep problems, behavioral problems, and migraines. Um, so some of those weren't exactly disorders, such as behavioral problems. Um, but also, I just do want to say that um, if you have these any of these disorders, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will get tics. Um, or if you have tics, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have um, one of these disorders. Um, but... Yeah, it's just ticks are commonly occurring with these disorders. That's super interesting. I mean, I know it's probably not within the scope of your your research, but I'm just wondering, um, you know, 
what's happening in the nervous system and like so I know that you are neurodiverse so I'm just wondering about the neurological component right like if things are happening in the brain um that is something that I have to do more research on but um I can sort of take that as an opportunity to say that um tics and any tic disorders are a condition of the nervous system um and um and um speaking of tic disorders um I would like to talk about um, a common misconception or a common topic that occurs when people are talking about tics. What's that? So, um, in in spaces that talk about tics or usually in representation with tics, it's usually all Tourette's. Not many people know the word tics, and I've noticed more people know what Tourette's is rather than just knowing what tics is, um, which I mean, it's good that we sort of have awareness of some sort, but um, I've gotten pretty tired of saying kind of like Tourette's, but not really, um, <laughs> because I don't have Tourette's. I don't, I don't meet the time criteria, um, but um, I do have another tick disorder, but sorry, that's, that's not the point, um, but um, yeah, not many people know what tics are and when somebody um describes their um experience with tics i've noticed people mostly go oh like tourette's which technically they they can be similar however not everybody with tics has tourette's tourette's um has has several criteria that not everybody with tics meet like with tics you have with tourette's you have to have both vocal and motor tics and you've had to have ticks for at least a year. There are different criterias, but sort of those are the main ones that I want to bring up right now because not everybody with ticks fits those criterias and um, not everybody with ticks has Tourette's. There are different tick disorders and um, and people shouldn't have to label themselves with a disorder that they don't have um, so that other people can understand themselves, can understand them better, you know? So, yeah, tics and Tourette's are, are different things. However, tics are a symptom of Tourette's. So if you have Tourette's, you are going to have tics. But just because someone has tics does not mean that they have Tourette's. They might have Tourette's. They might have another tic disorder. It just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to cover today, Nora? Um, Okay. Uh, actually, no, this is, um, our first episode, and I'm pretty sure I covered everything I need to. Is there anything else that, um, you think people should know about? Well, I think you've done a pretty comprehensive overview of the different kinds of tics, and, um, talking about the difference between tics and Tourette's, which was really helpful, so... Yeah, I think it's a wrap. Okay. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Thank you um, for listening to me and taking the time to educate yourself um, or just supporting me in my um, projects. 
So, um, next podcast episode, I would like to talk about different types of ticks, which I guess seems redundant because you're like, oh, but you already talked about motor and vocal and simple and complex. Well, tomorrow, well, uh, sorry, not tomorrow, next episode, I would like to talk about things like coccalalia, um, and, um, echolalia and, um, mental ticks, like different types of ticks that are more specific. Also, before we end the podcast, I just want to say um, there is a big stereotype that everybody with ticks swears. That is not the case. That is a very harmful stereotype. And ticks should not be profited for jokes or to be made fun of. We, we really need that to stop. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Goodbye. Bye.